0: So, you want to ride a motorcycle? Well, you've come to the right place. Because this is the So You Wanna Ride a Motorcycle Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Geis, host of the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle podcast. Welcome to the uh, final edition of our Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge 2021 coverage. I'm here with most of the team tonight. Hopefully, the rest of the team will will join before we, uh, before we end the recording, but... Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge or MPC is, you can listen to the prior two episodes we did, numbers 61 and 62, uh, where we talk a little bit more about what the challenge is all about and some of the rules and stuff, maybe some of which we'll cover tonight. But uh, I guess uh, we'll get started with the usual beverages on hand. So, uh, Mr. Brian Honeycut, you got anything uh, good tonight?
1: Oh, just the same. Heretic chocolate hazelnut porter.
0: Very Nice. Gina, we may have to try that.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looks really good. is <laughs>
0: Gina, <laughs> a huge, huge chocolate fan, so especially like dark, dark chocolates and stuff, and likes the porters and whatever. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, ch- we'll have to check that out. Uh, Jerry, how about yourself?
2: Uh, back to my old favorite, Bar Hill gin okay. with, uh, infused with some honey.
0: Nice, nice. I, I like the Hot Rod T-shirt, by the
3: way.
2: There you it's go. A, <laughs> hot Rod Garage, very nice. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh,
0: Mr delvecchio, how about yourself
3: uh just I uh, just got back from dinner with my wife uh daughter and her boyfriend went to a local grill and I had a, a, a local new england i p a and i I couldn't even squeeze in another beer if I wanted to right now I'll go full
0: totally fine, uh, totally fine
3: but the new england i p a s are now my new love. I just can't get enough of them so
0: cool and uh, dinner was good
3: delicious yeah, nice. awesome. new awesome. place awesome. Awesome. just
0: open up but Eugenia, you, you doing the wine thing or?
4: Uh nope, I'm, I'm working on my good old pullback mm. hot weather standard Corona with lime. <laughs> Very
0: nice. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm finishing my Corona, and then <laughs> I've got my usual podcasting bourbon <laughs> chaser. So. <laughs> All right. so um, let's see. So just quickly for for y'all, if you're interested. Um, so I was looking at the uh, podcast statistics. So the first episode we did has got 360 downloads so far. The most recent one is 236 and that will probably catch up you know they tend to there's like a spurt of activity when i release one and then you know you kind of see week by week you know the the numbers kind of go up so you know hopefully that's a few hundred people that have learned about the npc and uh i I don't know if that i don't know if that's good or bad because i could see the admins getting inundated if there was like too many teams and too many riders (laughs) but um i guess that's kind of their problem to to worry about um and then, uh, I thought, I know some of you, or maybe all of you got a chance to watch the, uh, the final episode on the YouTube channel, right. That the MPC guys put together, but I thought we could just kind of go over the, the results overall. So standings. So yeah, on the, uh, motorcycle podcasters challenge.com website. Uh, there's a page slash standings 2021. It's actually got really nice summary of all the the, the teams and individual riders and points that I'm guessing John the the admin puts together. Uh, so really kind of ha- uh, handy. So um, you know, I texted all you guys. So as a podcast team, we came in third place out of seven teams. So I think that's that's pretty cool. Well done to everybody. It's a podium. <clears throat> that's and- I, I, actually that's well well put. In fact, I saw something on facebook today i guess sort of a meme kind of thing where you see a podium with first second and third place and then the guy on the third place step is is writing on the front one plus two equals three so i don't know right. if that's <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's supposed to mean third is better but anyway um so yeah what's interesting is uh so so the points range from some motorcycle men one which uh congratulations to them that was very well done they had 1,804 points total, 17 points behind them, which is like a short little street uh, was the Cootie Newfles, which we did. Did everyone learn what the Cootie Newfles like where that name came from? <laughs> so it, it's evidently it, it, it's a joke in their household, right? Cause the team basically was Zion and his girlfriend and and his son, I believe. Um and so they watch Moto GP. And I guess some years ago there was a moto, I think it was a Moto 2 rider. I, I forget what the guy's name was, but their best pronunciation was Cootie Nufel. <laughs> I guess I guess he was from Denmark or something. So anyway, so they just started throwing this term around. So they decided to be the Cootie Nufals. Anyway, so so they had 1787 points. Uh, we came in 18 points behind at 1769. And then there's a big gap. Uh, fourth place team, which was shoot for last, which they, they didn't they didn't live true to their name, but shoot for last came in fourth, and they were 212 points behind us. And then it went 15 points behind 142, 264. Um, so anyway, so I, I think that's pretty good. Third out of seven, well, not, not Chris, bad. Chris,
3: what 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 you're saying is if one of mm-hmm. us would have gotten off our bots and grabbed a couple nicer streets. We probably you know, could have done it, this.
0: It's kind of funny, and it, it's kind of one of the things that I thought we could talk about tonight in in the way of, you know, just overall what our impression was of the MPC and, you know, just suggestions for the MPC guys for you know, for because they'll tweak the rules and things for next year. Um, you know, I know, like, one thing was, right, so the second week I did my California Superbike school, and I was like, I didn't want to be hassled because, you know, I was – but wait, Wednesday, Thursday, right? And everything's got to be submitted Thursday by midnight. And I didn't want to have a problem of driving home. And maybe there's a problem. And maybe I couldn't get an internet connection. So it's like, let me just get everything submitted Tuesday. So it's all done before I go. And I don't have to think about it. You know, and then I think at least G4 and maybe Brian, I'm not sure, ended up getting streets that were better than what we had, what I submitted. I think four, eight points, like something like that. But then you don't know with the challenge and the, the letter doubling, maybe it was more than that. So I kind of look at it and I go, I don't know. Did I cost the team the 18 points, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So, you know, whatever it is, it is what it is. Right.
3: Yeah. I got off to a late start. Like the second week was my big one. And if I, you know, you, you furnished us with that list and everything and, I mean, had I jumped on that a little earlier, maybe, you know, because my first week and my last week weren't that great. But, but the second week, I thought I did pretty good.
0: Yeah, actually, our, our second week was the best. Um, and I, I guess maybe largely because we lucked out on the letter, the, you know, the, the points value, because I think I ended up going with Q for us. I forget. That's a pretty high point. We Like, we had quite a few of them, and it was a pretty high points letter. But basically, so week one, we had 540 points. Week two, 645 that's over 100 points more. And then week three, 584. Um, but yeah, whatever it is what it is, right? Yeah. It's kind of cool to, to, if you want to look at the statistics. And then what's really cool, uh, you look at the individual standings, individual riders, um, you know, and with the exception of there were some people who joined the team who didn't get a chance to participate. But of everyone who participated, out of 32, 3, 4, 5, 6, seven, out of 38 riders, we're all in the top 20. And then uh, a, a bunch of a bunch of us were in the top 10 like, uh, yeah, Brian, you were, you were number 10. Glenn was number nine. G4 was number seven. Oh, wow. I just I just eked out Ted Kettler uh, <laughs> by 43. Well, 43 points. That's not too bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up in fourth, which was nice. And it kind of helped that they were willing to count the miles I did on the track at uh, when I was at California Superbike School. But uh, anyway, yeah, so. That's kind of cool. I know it's just a ton of fun. It's kind of interesting to see the see the points and whatnot. Um, Any questions about that or comments about any of that? Besides from the <laughs> dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm surprised how low the miles were.
0: Yeah, actually, good point, right? So that was cool because they listed out the yeah, miles.
1: Chris got three thousand.
0: Yeah, so total miles. Mu- yeah, so Zion had the most. No, he didn't. Okay. Sorry. So no, no, he didn't say Zion won the individual competition, uh, but he had 2,033 miles. Chris Comley, who was second in the, in the individual competition had 2,506 miles, which was the tops. And then it kind of went all over the place. Uh, Stacy had 990. I had 1023. Ted had 813. Rob flag had 1372, you know, and et cetera. So, um,
4: Oh, I didn't see the miles on there. I must've missed that
0: uh yeah it's on the when you look at the riders the riders one they have like the mileage points and then the total miles for the for the competition Absolutely. yeah so um yeah
1: cool i forgot to get my miles and i sent my bike out on the uh twisted road rental so i had to call the guy text the guy and have him <laughs> see the odometer was, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> cool. it text text for the odometer so I he saw- put 60 miles on it i think
0: Nice. Okay. What uh, what bike did you rent? The XR. Okay.
1: Nice. Cool, cool.
0: cool. All right. So, um, let me just jump over to my questions here. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but uh are all of you planning to compete next year? i would Yes. Yeah. yeah Jerry, yeah. you're in. Yeah. Brian, you're in. John, you'd go for it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, are they going to limit the teams to two people?
0: I don't know. There's a bunch of things we talked about, right? So, I, I put together like a little write-up just some of my thoughts you know based on this year's competition and thoughts from previous years that I'm gonna to send to to John and to uh and to to rich and then uh, yeah I figured anything you guys want to you know come up with tonight that you want me to add I'll kind of add you know throw in there and you can you can email the you know the admins yourself if sure. you want to I mean you know they're, they're willing to take feedback and stuff from from everybody um so I guess a like one of the things I'm Toying with and you know and again obviously you know I said at the beginning right so the MPC is basically the brainchild right of you know, R Dub Studios you know it was the Loud Pipes podcast and I think there was input you know especially at the beginning from Motorcycle Man and from uh, Throttled, but by and large it's their baby right so their competition they do all the work I mean obviously they can the rules could be whatever they want right and then people decide if they want to join or not but you know I do know that they're open to feedback and whatever so I figured it would help to you know just give them our ideas and whatnot. So the, the one thing like I've been kicking back and forth in, you know, regarding this year was like, what, what's the right balance between like strategy preparation and like just going out and riding kind of thing. Um, You know, so obviously we've talked about, so I, I bought that database of streets, which I think worked out pretty well. I'm a little bit bummed because I checked one or two, of like the high point ones that Chris commonly found, you know, like those ones that were like three lines of text and that they weren't listed in my database. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. I got a complaint. I said complain I got the database from, but, you know, having the spreadsheet with the points and, you know, I, I wrote my little program basically of, you know, with all the streets I had loaded into my database. And I, I basically started out with, States that were reasonably in our areas. Right. So for for you, John, it basically was New York, Gina and I like Long Island, uh, basically, uh, you know, Jerry had you for Long Island. And then Brian and I had, you know, texted a little bit and I had him in, I think, for California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Arizona, a <laughs> whole bunch of states. But, yeah. So for myself, you know, initially I had like, okay, so New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And then I was like, all right, let me add in like kind of close by states. So I think I threw in like Ohio, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, you know, it's Virginia, <laughs> whatever. Like, let me, let me just throw them in there. Um, but it ended up, you know, basically I was just hitting Long Island, yeah. New Jersey and, and New York and whatever. Um, but anyway, so the point I'm just getting to is, and, and I guess because even Gina had commented, I, th- I don't know if it was the th- for the third week. Like we were kind of sitting in our office here and, you know, we we're just kind of doing some planning. Like, you know, she had f- taken the spreadsheet and she's like, okay, here's, you know, some nice streets on in the Long Island area. And she plotted out a route. And just at one point she's like, this isn't fun anymore. (laughs) Like something like, like it's just, you know, all the time that you spend and you, you know, you pick the streets and you plot them out and then you got to find, you know, are there signs and is the thing fully spelled out? And because if it's not fully spelled out, I'm not going to get all the points, right. That kind of thing. And, and I had kind of a similar thing, you know, the third week I was looking, you know, where could I get the max points? And I'm like, you know what i just like just time wise yeah i could go to massachusetts and there's a high point one there and i could go here and i could go there but i was like you know what I'm okay knock out virginia knock out massachusetts you know i basically stuck to like new york, new york pennsylvania and jersey um and then i was like you know what i've done the jersey thing so many times i did it you know two years ago when we were doing the towns and whatever and i love pennsylvania but i you know i don't ride enough in new york so i'm like let me let me just whatever, I'm going to plot out six streets that are pretty high points value, like in the New York area. All anyway, right. So the point I'm getting to along in a long winded way is like, what, what's the trade-off for you guys versus, you know, to me, a big part of the MPC is about getting people out riding, exploring, finding new things. So if there are rules that, you know, require calculating points and strategizing and figuring out all that, does it kind of detract somehow from the challenge? I guess what's, what's your thoughts on that?
3: Well, you know, when you have to figure out the strategy, you're spending a lot of time on the computer kind of thing, right? You know, where, and then at the end of the day, you only can do so much with what you have this week as far as distance. I mean, I would have loved to have gone to some of these further places, but, you know, just with people's schedules, right? Right. So it depends on the week right so if if you're free this week but someone's free in two weeks and they miss it right so you know i do like the strategy part i think it's important you know that you spend have to spend some time planning it uh as opposed to just willy-nilly going out there riding uh, it makes it sort of somewhat a challenge right but it, you know like you had you coughed up money for the uh you know, for the database. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you know, it, does money buy the thing. Hey, maybe money bought us a third place finish. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so what is the strategy? <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's an important part, but writing is also important, you know?
0: Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. Hey, could you guys do me a favor? I don't, I don't know where it's coming from. There's like a little noise in the background. If you guys could just mute yourselves when you're not talking
3: so is it me i want you can you hear me now yeah
0: yeah go brian
1: oh there you go yeah so yeah i think next year i'm going to take a week off and do like a uh, coast to coast to coast 100 so do that in the middle week so on that week i just get streets from every different state right okay
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: well that's cool i've been trying to run that i80 that uh 2,900 miles Mm mm-hmm The record's thirty-eight hours. I'll see how close I can get to it.
0: Okay. Now, actually, so that's interesting, right? So, theoretically, like that—that becomes a challenge, right? Because grabbing, like grabbing streets, while you're trying to do certain miles within a time frame, kind of puts a little extra pressure, right? So
1: so that that one year, that one year that I did the Butt Burner Gold fifteen hundred, it was the cities. So I was getting city off municipal buildings on the way. Mm. Left here and went through. You, nevada utah up into wyoming got a got a city name in utah or wyoming and then okay. got on the way back so that was like 1600 miles
0: okay so for the so, one week and, right. so i guess that was fairly straightforward you could target a municipal building or something pull the bike up grab a shot off to your next next right. step or whatever
1: and, and, and if i'm going out towards you guys i can stop and steal one of ted's names <laughs>
0: what is, yeah, sure,
1: sure, sure. maybe stop by g4 is still one of his names mm-hmm. right yep yep yep
0: gotcha 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 how about uh how about you jerry any thoughts on uh you know kind of that i, I kind of put it as the like the effort to fun ratio you know
2: yeah i mean <clears throat> you know for me it was my first time so i blame myself for a lot of my discomfort in this you know um plus we're kind of locked in on the island yeah i just didn't have a lot of time to during the week where i could leave the island so geography has a lot to do with it because we're all coming from different parts of the country with different opportunities you know we have a lot of dense densely populated areas here so it's easy to get something around the corner from your house but that's really not in the spirit of the challenge at all right so um i would have loved if The numbers were drawn maybe because, you know, I try to get as much done on the weekends and maybe like Brian, I may take some time off next year so I can get stuff during the week. But I always felt this pressure after the Friday night show. I'd stay down here till midnight trying to work out a strategy because Saturday was my window where I knew I had the most time to ride. And if I had a couple of days just to think it out, you know, I could have probably done it smarter and, and that.
0: Yeah, that that's one of the things I had put on the list because Gina had mentioned something similar. Um, it'd be nice, I, I guess, not not everyone, because I know Brian, you did some. You're riding like Monday, Tuesday, right? Yeah, uh,
1: I, because because I'm I'm off Sunday and Monday, so okay. Sunday,
0: right? So. <laughs> Yeah. So it's going to be different for different people, but I'd imagine it seemed like it's certainly our team. Most people were writing on the weekend. So yeah, it's, it's a little rough. You get the letters Friday night. And then and particularly, cause I wanted to make sure you guys had what you needed for the next day. Then it's like that, you know, do I stay up all hours of the night, you know, kind of thing. I know Chris Comley said one night he was up till five in the morning. Uh, I'd like, I draw the line, I think at like midnight. <laughs> One in the morning, kind of thing, you know. But uh, but but you know, he may be used to that from the other kinds of challenges that he likes to do.
1: Yeah, but you know, actually, I was watching some of Drunkie's videos. Yeah, uh, so his his videos at night were actually cool and So I was like, man, I should go get some. But I got those big-ass water lights on the bike. They look good.
0: <laughs> okay. But good point.
1: Time I'm a lot of night, nighttime stuff.
0: Good point. But there's a thing, too, like regarding the creativity of the whole thing. And like, okay, don't worry about the points or whatever. It's like, okay, let me go ride right at night or whatever it happens to be. Or ride right at a time I could get a great sunset picture, you know, in the background of my sign, my three-letter sign, or <laughs> whatever it's going to be. Um, how about you, Gene? Anything like you wanted to add to that?
4: I mean, just what's already been said is, is, you know, having them drawn on Friday night was horrible because we were up either all Friday night, you know, trying to find the streets and map it out or getting up early Saturday morning. And then by the time, you know, I was so focused on the damn computer. And looking up streets and everything else, I just needed to get the hell out of
0: it. And go go, get the hell out and ride, right?
4: Yeah, it was like enough. Like, that's what I meant. Like, this isn't fun anymore. I just, I just felt like glued to a computer screen, you know, for that length of time where if we got them earlier in the week, we had time to plot it out, you know, and then just enjoy the weekends and, and ride. And, you know, I probably would have gone further and gotten more, you know, been more willing to go further and do more if you weren't spending the whole weekend trying to figure it out and then getting out. Mm. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. having it earlier in the week would definitely have been more fun
0: for me. So, so like in regards to that, um, what do you guys think regarding like points and stuff like that? Like would, would, would it be better? Like, and I don't know that they're going to stick with streets, but let's just say for next year, they stick with streets. You know, would it be better that it's like, okay, you know, here's the six letters, get a street for each letter, like length doesn't matter. Like the, the points don't come from the letters in the name or the length of the name. It's just like, find, find streets that start with those letters. I Would mean that make it more fun or not as challenging? Or
2: I think it was G4 that said, you know, a lot of us were taking pictures from suburban neighborhoods. Right. So mm. unfortunately out here, that's where the biggest points values were and it wasn't much to see but you know, like the Montauk lighthouse or the Jones beach tower, you know, if there was some less of an onus on that, right. Cause you're going to maximize your points, but that may always not be the best ride or the most exciting video. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely something that would mix it in. Cause I said, you know, Brian had the most interesting statements in the first week of, I'm going to take you on a tour of San sure. Francisco, right. You know, and the challenge is important, but it's also having fun and showing you where I ride that, really caught me is you know something like that would be where i'd like to focus you know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's along those lines it's kind of like one of the suggestions i had friday night was um you know let's do again if it's going to continue to be like things that are scored you know towns or streets or whatever um where you may be concerned you know you're going to post it and then someone's going to see it and they're also going to grab it is to do like a private submission like so and it could be optional, but, you know, if you want, you just submit your streets or towns or whatever, you know, by email to the admin, you don't have to post it on Facebook, you know, and then the, the comment was, well, yeah, but then what about the interaction on the Facebook page? And that was kind of my point too, was it's like, honestly, I mean, it's nice, you know, you see photos of people with their motorcycle in front of a street sign, but that doesn't really interest me all that much. I much prefer like what Brian did, right? He went out around San Francisco and got some cool pictures or, you know, you get to see, you know, like that's that's why I submitted photos. You know, I went up to the loop in New York and I was like, I just came across this stunning scene. I'm like, Oh my God, this is awesome. I'm actually going to stop. I'm going to take the time to stop. I'm not going to worry that it's going to cost me five minutes or whatever, <laughs> you know, cause it's just a beautiful picture to post. Um, and then, you know, so I ended right. up posting, uh, posting that stuff. And then at the end of the week, I submitted my street signs, you know?
1: Right. I, I did the same thing up at Lake Tahoe, you know, there yeah. was no, street. I was just like, here's, a, here's a shot of Lake Tahoe.
0: So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So.
1: And I think if, if you read Natalie's po- comment today or yesterday about, mm. uh, she's like, oh, interesting idea. Get points of reference without a strategy. the yeah. Point. Right. Like that, that, that would actually be cool. That would actually be better. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like those rallies, right? Like certain destinations are worth a certain point. And I mean, we don't have the capability to go to the same destination, but a similar destination, right? Mm-hmm. A state park, an amusement park, uh, you know, I mean, something like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah what, that- a waterfall. I mean, yeah. A tower, something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like the flash challenge was fun because, yeah. you know, I found a nuclear power plant, you know, so that was kind of yep. Yep. better than the street sign, you know. And, so and you didn't get was, arrested, so I didn't get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
4: Yeah, so, I found that little energy park down in the Point
1: Lookout. Yeah. I didn't know that I was there.
0: I didn't I either. Like and all I've, all been down, I've been down. I've been down there before. I didn't realize how much left I had. So that was that was a cool. Well, I, think
1: thing. You, I think if you got Three Mile Island, it should be double points. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So g4 could have got that on harris could have
2: got it yeah right right right
0: well
1: i say Um, you know
2: the posting you know like i wasn't a big facebook guy chris you know i told you i just basically hadn't been on facebook for years until this challenge i had a lot of fun the first weekend when everybody was posting on that saturday and i was out riding and you were texting me street names Mm -hmm. and i'm looking and i see other people posting that was like an adrenaline rush you know Uh, but not that everybody rides the same time the same day but yeah that was fun, I, and I get it. You know, we don't necessarily have to show them what our points value is, but that social media interaction and and knowing that you're riding at the same time as you know 30 other people around the country, you know, was kind of cool. It was it was another dimension that I liked. That's a,
0: that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, one of the things I looked at with the points is like it is true. You know, there are places I've ridden to where what got me there was the high point value, right. Or like the, you know, the the last challenge, the low point value. Um, You know, so it's like, okay, so it's like, okay, this is where I can get the high point street. So let me go there. And I might not have gone there otherwise. So there, there is kind of that advantage, but I think it's outweighed by the other stuff we've talked about. And I was kind of looking at it going, well, if my goal is, Riding to some place I haven't been before, I could just as easily pull up Google Maps and close my eyes and you know spin my finger and touch something and go, I'm going to find a street there, you know, and, and it could be just as interesting in terms of finding something new. Um, all right, so what one of the things I just kind of outlined is I was kind of thinking about it, you know, for for these guys is in terms of like the game and formulating the rules. I was kind of thinking of these bullet points as a way of evaluating whether to include a rule or not, basically, you know, the idea, basically, what's, what's the goal, what's the purpose of the whole thing. So I'm just curious if you guys have any additional ideas. So the first thing I put was, you know, does the rule reduce the amount of work for the admins? Yeah. You know, Cause honestly, like this is something that they just do so we can all have fun and it's awesome that they do it. But, you know, personally, I'd rather have less burden on them than more, you know, so that's one thing. Um, does the rule reduce the amount of like admin work for the writers, right? Like, which we've kind of gone over, right? It's like, I'd I'd rather, you know, like Gina was even saying, yeah, she might've spent an extra hour or two writing, you know, if it wasn't for the time invested into researching and finding signs on Google maps, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, Do they increase the level of fun for everyone, which I think, you know, probably that's kind of the biggest thing, right? Um, Do they reduce the possibility of different interpretations of a rule? Right. So, Like when you get into these street signs, right, there's a lot of detailed rules because street signs are different in different jurisdictions. And then you have to be very specific. You know, do you score the suffix? Do you score the direction at the beginning? If there's the name of the city, does that count? Right. Um, Whereas if it's just go to a street and prove you were there, like if, if there's no like points, then it just kind of simplifies it. Um, do the rules encourage more people to participate? Cause that was kind of one of the initial things that the reason they started this was to get more people involved and involved in the podcast and motorcycling and whatever, um, along those lines. do they get people out riding more, you know, as opposed to just doing admin work. And then do they get people more likely to discover new things? So I kind of think like if you, if you have a game and you have a set of rules that is geared towards that, you kind of can't lose, um, any other any other thoughts or anything on like structure of the game that way?
2: No, I, you know you're right. It's got to be a balance between complexity for the admins who are doing this good thing for us versus the rider themselves. And the goal is to ride, not to be strapped to a computer or you know constantly calculating how to maximize everything. You know, it's it's about having fun. Um, yeah, I I think that's an important. Uh, To consider because it's about writing first and foremost, I think, right? Yeah, and you don't want to get into this rule book that's twice as big as it is now. And you know, I mean, look, it's all in good fun, so if somebody disqualifies something on me, I'm not gonna get heartbroken over it. You know, I don't, it's not done out of malice, Mm -hmm. sure. But like I said, some of the suggestions that came out on the live show the other night, you know, seem to add more layers. And I don't want to think that hard on weekends when I'm riding. You know, <laughs> I just don't. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm thinking. You know, kind of ideally. I, I mean, yes, you have to have some rules or descriptions so people know what they're doing. But I, I'm thinking if it can somehow be kept to like a page, maybe two tops. Um, if 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 the game can be either simplified or or just done in a way, I, I think it would just encourage more people to come in. That be maybe less opportunity for confusion and you know regarding because i agree with you jerry like like on the rules you know my i had emailed to the admins like my basic viewpoint was like look these guys they created the game and they wrote the rules they know what they meant when they wrote the rules now maybe the rules don't say that but they know what they meant so i'm totally cool with the admin saying look when we wrote it this is what we meant and this is how we're interpreting it So that's how it is. Like, I'm totally cool with that. So, so so as long as it's consistent, right. So, you know, there was like a case where I had talked to the admin about something and, you know, I presented my case and he said how he looked at it and basically was agreed. Okay. This is how we'll do it. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's how we'll do it. And then it changed later in the day because he got input from other people or whatever. So that, that's one thing I would say, you know, make, make a decision and then stick with it. Um, yeah, anything that could be done to just kind of, kind of, I think simplifies oh, things. Chris, things would be better. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, some years ago, our writing group, because you know people like a challenge. This kind of thing is it, it, it is exciting to do with other people. First of all, with with the way they do it, it there's it's such a wide geographic area that street signs just kind of does fit in the, the mold there. Mm. I don't know about like the time timeframe, see, because the, the three weeks is really kind of a short period. It's going to be hit or miss with people. But I see that that's like the intense, you, you keep people participating. Yeah. So you concentrate the time. So a few years back, our riding group, oh, I'm going back maybe 10, 10 or 15 years ago, we wanted to do more riding in the winter. Okay. So we had this thing called the cold club and it originally started out with you just had a ride twice in the months of December, January, and February. And then you were a member of the cold club in our group. And then whoever had the most mileage sort of got the trophy. And then it got to be where, well, you know, February could be too cold to get a ride in. And so then we started looking at miles and that kind of thing. So I think we shrunk it down to just, your your mileage between January first and and February twenty eighth. And and then we kind of got tired of it after about, you know, eight, ten years and said, you know, enough of, you know, so we don't keep track as much anymore, you know. Right, right. Yeah. But it, it was easy, you know, it was simple. Yep. Okay. Yep. You got to get your two rides in. And so some people would have to look at the weather. Okay. There was some level of planning in there where Okay, there's only another week left in January. It's not going to be over 20 degrees, except for Tuesday. It's going to be 40 or 35, and so people would get out there and do that. But again, it was stretched out over a longer period of time. But it got you doing something different than just scooting around your neighborhood looking for signs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we actually it served a bigger purpose really you know mm-hmm.
1: so i've got an idea on that john so if you want to do something like that we could do it in the group and keep it on facebook the mpc challenge just tw- just for us right cuz that thing's set to dormant all year
0: yeah that that that's a good point um cuz that was something i had thought of too and and again i'm not saying they should do this with the mpc but it, it they they could like just move away from this three week intense thing and just have a page that every week or every couple of weeks puts up a new challenge, you know, not, not, not a big thing with lots of complicated rules, but just like, Hey, the thing this week is uh, find a beautiful park, you know, and take photos and your motorcycle next to a waterfall or something or whatever it happened to be. Right. And then, you know, there's like no points per se, you know maybe there's some kind of acknowledgement of how many you do in a year or something but just kind of simple like no points you know it's just a goes for the week kind of thing you see people's pictures there's interaction throughout the year you know it could be possible
1: but like i think i think like you did the did the track day class during the thing that yeah. there should be points right I think if you do a, I got
0: miles. So <laughs> if,
1: you, if you do a, if you do a simple saddle sore one thousand, a simple mm. saddle saddle sore one thousand should be worth a certain amount of points. Like like su- easy stuff like that. Yeah. An M S S class, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. any type of class during this challenge should be cleaning supported.
0: your chain. <laughs> cleaning, yeah, a loop, sure. Cleaning your chain. <laughs>
1: sure. Make make an make an instructional video on how to yeah. do bike. <laughs> but, right.
0: Yeah,
1: sure, sure. replacing your battery count? Sure.
0: <laughs> I, I tell you, Rich and John are gonna hate us when they listen to this. But, uh, <laughs> I, but, think it, but even, I think it's all good ideas. But <laughs>
1: even that's something you can do. Uh, but but our, on the on the. Yeah, so. That's
0: true. We we could just a bunch of us say, hey, we're, hey, we're just doing this challenge thing. Anybody wants to join in? Yeah, you know, there's like no rules, or here's the two rules, or whatever. And. Yeah, that's, that's sure, like, that, that like, is true. And then it's a commu- the community is building the activity instead of waiting for, you know, John and, and Rich to have to put stuff together. Or, right. Or, like for, for
1: example, the last, the last podcast we had, I was re-listening to it and Gina was talking about how she's stressed out on a parkway. And I was like, as a Smith driving instructor, I'm like, man, she should take a driving uh, Smith cl- Smith class and transfers to the bike. So stuff like that, you know, I think like, you know, we're here to help each other out, you know? -hmm.
3: yeah. It's it's also tough to argue that for a riding challenge, that an odometer reading isn't part of the, you know, a bigger part of the criteria. You would think that, you know, a riding challenge, that's why we ultimately would go, we, we had, we had in our club, we had annual mileage. Um, Usually the retired guys got it, Uh, but it, it's, you know, It's it's concrete. It's easy. You post a beginning odometer, an end odometer, and you can really see who did some riding in a period of time based on odometers. And, and you know, yeah, could it be commuting? Could it be to, to places that aren't that interesting? Sure. So, but that's it. But I said, you know, if you're looking for simplicity to see if people have been riding, it's tough to beat the odometer is a major component to the scoring of whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's going to vary. I mean, Gina, Gina, I think at this point probably would not be huge on mileage being a big part of the challenge, but um, I don't know. I think mileage
4: should be part of it. I think it's an acknowledgement. It it should be acknowledged. You know, like I said, uh I remember the year that, you know, Brian went all over the place and, and obviously like this guy, Chris Conley. Yeah. (laughs) Flipped his ass all over the place. And it it definitely shouldn't be, you know, if that's the only part of a challenge you're doing is miles, that's great. But it shouldn't be ignored either. I mean, it's definitely part of it.
3: To to follow up, what I'm saying is you're you're not going to use a three-week or a month period and say Mm -hmm. mileage contest. You know, that some people have different flexibility in their schedule, different times either. That's why. for for our, like I said, it was three months for the cold club mileage and it was a year for the mileage. So, you know, for the club's mileage winner and, and yeah, these guys don't want to be messing around with this probably for a year or whatever, but it's, it's mileage in that regard. It's not, you know, okay. The clock starts now for, for two weeks, whoever's the best wins. Gotcha.
0: Right. And so (laughs) it's, it's more the, who is the more frequent, Rider, not who can squeeze the most in three weeks. Right. Or the
3: or who who's made the commitment, right? So, you yeah. know, if I know I have I want to put miles on, I can schedule a trip at my earliest convenience to put on two thousand miles. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas if it's in a week time and it doesn't mesh with my you know kid graduating from high school or something like this, you know, it's just it it the flexibility to strut your stuff. I think is an important thing that is missing in the three week window. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, how, how about this? Before
1: we had weekly mileage winners, right? I'm I'm pretty sure we submitted our odometer every week.
0: I think right? that was the first challenge, right? When yes. it was just so, I think when it was just a mileage competition.
1: So, I think I think if we have you know we have a weekly podcast. They they have a weekly podcast. Why not have the weekly mileage winners as far as scores, mm-hmm. and then an overall at the end. Right. Yeah. You can do that. Just to have some acknowledgement a little bit. Cause, cause, for example, I'm going to do, you know, 60, you know, 6,300 miles in one week. Right. So that week's done. But of the other two weeks, somebody else can get acknowledgement, you know?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Something I was going to say too, uh, Jerry, I think, and uh, what made me think of it is what you were saying about, um, you know, not, not getting bent out of shape about the rules, right? It's like, you know, like we we're saying, so the, the admin's like, look, this is what we meant by the rule. And so that's why we're interpreting that. And like I said, I, I agree with that. I think where the, at least from my perspective, where the concern about rules comes up is when you've spent a lot of, you've invested a lot of time and effort, right? You understand the rules and you invest a lot of time and effort into strategizing and doing all this stuff to get the maximum score, and then and then you go and you do that and then like in good faith right to execute your plan and get the highest score and then something just goes wrong and it, uh, you know I call it either it's like an active guy or an active government you know like so you get there and Google like you did your due diligence and Google Street View said the sign was there and you get there and the sign is not there you know and and so then it's like well. Does it really, in the spirit of the competition, is it really that important that the sign is there or is it just important that I proved I was there? You know, that that I went, I, I did the trip, I went to the destination. So I think that's where, you know, having lots of rules and this has to be and that has to be is is just where it can go off the rails.
2: Well, of it's unfortunate because the <clears throat> sign is, to me, one of the few ways you can have a, a quantitative measurement, right? Because... Right. You know, how do you differentiate? Yeah, okay, I was here, but the sign gave it that, you know, that that hard number attached to that achievement. So, if we would say, well, let's go find landmarks, how would you quantify that? You know, uh, Well, and,
0: and and that's why I'm saying maybe getting away from points, yeah, or, or it is more the thing, right? It's like get a picture of your bike in front of a barn you know, find a barn. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, a, yeah. it's a barn. It's not a barn. I mean, yeah, you could have the same thing. The barn could not be there, I guess. But, you know, the first thing is either, you know, you just go, so, you know, like you take a photograph and if it's enabled on your phone, you have a geotag, right? So, the you know, the, the photo says you were there at the location or, you know, it's like you take a photo and everything is exactly like you see on Google Maps, except the sign is different. I think that's acceptable if, that you were there, you know.
3: Well, what if you did this? What if you did something like this? So, like, what if you started a race across the country, like, with passing the baton kind of thing? So you could start in Long Island and then meet me somewhere, and then I pass it to the next guy. In the first team to get a, you know, get a teddy bear across the country wins, yeah. you know.
0: Women Writers World Relay.
3: <laughs> is that what they do?
0: <laughs> that well it, it was it was it, it was a baton. It was a it was a scroll, but that's what they did ar- yeah. around the world actually, which was Where did they start amazing. again? Amazing Jonna, Jonna Grote Scotland.
3: Oh Scotland, uh, okay. Which is yeah, so there's historically we just, a reason for that. You know, you do just do, you know, east coast to west coast or the other way and then you know so, so, so how far west are you coming, John? No, I'm just saying so you have to find someone. you We have to find podcasters. Hey, it's a you know, you gotta recruit people in the middle. There's there's nobody in the
1: middle, that's the problem. We have we have the one guy in New Mexico, but there's nobody really in the middle.
3: There's no Midwest people or anything? Nope, there's Wisconsin. So I guess but I that's, will tell you this. I will say would say this that would be for a purpose to, to ride to Nebraska. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Mm. Yeah, true.
3: I bet I could true.
4: find women who did the, the ripple relay in those areas. That's true. Because they had a U.S. ripple relay that branched off of this
3: world relay. Plus, plus you think so about know. it like this. If you're, you know, remember we talk about time, right? So if my leg has to be, you know, from Rochester or whatever to Illinois or, or even past there to Nebraska or something, I could take the time off of work or. Well, if, could- if. If
1: if that's the case, I can bring something from here to Chris. Pick something from Chris and bring it back. I'll do that in the the middle week. (laughs) There you go. Right, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that solo, so I can do that. (laughs) Do it the next week. I'll do it again. I'll meet (laughs) you in Nebraska.
0: (sighs) (sighs) Oh. Any uh, any other ideas, thoughts?
2: Well, maybe, maybe that, you know, that m- the multidimensional aspect of, you know, so find a barn, find a barn that's really far away and get miles, find a barn and meet one of the other competitors, you know, that you could yeah. layer it, maybe, you know, yeah. The, so yeah, you could take the easy out and find a barn and sit, talk it around the corner, but, you know, give it the point values come with the complexity or maybe the elements, you know, that are mm-hmm. associated with it. Right. Something right, like right, that. Right.
0: right. Okay. So it's more the, like the, the complexity or the deepness is in what you do, right. Not, not the scoring and figuring out the
2: points and exactly but maybe yeah, so you'd have a matrix kind of, of thing. different things you could do to increase the value of it, and you do as much as you can. you know. Um, yes. But yeah, you're not sitting there calculating you know how many you know it's not a specific point value associated to a letter. It's more event driven. And yeah. you could layer the challenge a little bit like that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
4: right. The mapping it out part isn't the part that, you know, I said like wasn't fun for me. It was yep. the point value part of it. Like I enjoyed the mapping it out. Once I knew my streets, okay. it's like, okay, let me map this out and do that. That's fine. So, right. like you said, if you know it was like, well, find a barn here, you know, in this town and add points if it's further, or add points if it's this, that to me would be ideal. You know, it yep. would it would always add some level of complexity for the more advanced rider or the not, but you're still, you know, challenging yourself to whatever degree. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yep. Well, yep. if you if you think about the thing that's going to be interesting for most people, and I think I gave you some feedback about like podcast direction, maybe do the things mm-hmm. that you're yeah. doing. Yep. Um, maybe like a three to five minute travel log or something of your ride, because you know I did probably 500 miles five or 600 miles on my other bike with riding buddies, you know, on interesting rides, you know, that were a different, different motorcycle and it, it didn't come into the challenge at all. You know, so if you look at the mileage on my, the, the bike I used, I hardly did any, because, you know, you have these grandiose plans, you know, Jerry was saying, don't get the barn in town, but you, your, your plans are I'm going to go across New Jersey and get this barn, but then life happens and you just go out there and snag the one near you. Whereas, you know, maybe posting, you know, people vote on the travel log of the week or something like that, mm-hmm. a th- you know, mm-hmm. a three to five minute. not Nothing that's going to really be too time consuming for right. either end. But, you know, I did tr- go to some, you know, some some other pretty neat places. I mean, I took American Super Camp the day after uh, I was in Delaware uh doing that when you were uh, at, at your uh, yeah, California Superbike Super yeah. You know, the weekend when you got home, I just left. to go to mine. And so, you know, we're doing cool things as, as riders. And so maybe, you know, why, why break off from that vibe of doing the things we want to do? Because while it was fun participating in the challenge, you know, like we've all said so many times, you know, just stopping to get a street sign, people look at you weird. I mean, I I went and got the Quaker meeting house road, like the one you got. Yeah. Yeah. Which was was funny. And it was before I went to work. And this this girl, she turned the corner. She's like, "Are you broke down? Are you okay?" You know. And yeah. I'm kind of like, "Now I got this face shield. You can't even see through it because it's tinted." Kind mm. of. And I don't even know if she heard what I said. Uh, but you know, it, it is kind of a you know awkward thing to have to just stop and get a picture taken by a street sign. Yeah. Um, but but again, that, that's their challenge, and it did bring a lot of people together. I mean, you think about sure. how many people did this.
0: You know,
3: it was, it was, it was a success by, by all accounts.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely true. And that, 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 you know, that's one of the things I had said, I think it was even on Friday night, you know, in the, the YouTube tube thing I said, you know, like for me, as far as I know, everyone on the team had a great time. So that, like, that's, that's a win. Like that's, that's successful. Um, You know, all, all of this discussion, I think is just about, you know, whatever, we all have opinions about the whole thing and if they can continue to improve it and make it better, you know, why not? um let me think oh the, the, the one last question i had for everybody and because i had pitched this you know in in that in that uh, the that youtube video what do you guys think of the idea of having some element of randomness in the scoring and and the reason i bring it up you know is instead of having you know it's it's the letters in the street name and every letter has different points and you got to figure it out like like, think of the amount of time, like we had the spreadsheet, which helped. And I know uh, Chris Comley had said he created a spreadsheet that Ted was using and whatever. So it was easier for us There's probably some teams where they were either, either they were figuring it out by hand or they weren't bothering because it wasn't worth it. Right. So then, all right. So then you kind of have an advantage if, you know, you have the spreadsheet or whatever. So instead of like all that, it's like, why not just have, you know, like, like I propose like a poker run. Right. So this is the thing for this week. This is what you need to do. And for each thing that you do, you get some random something. It's a card out of a deck or it's a random number of points between 10 and 20, or whatever it happens to be. So that it's like, it's more about getting out and doing things. And then when you go and do the thing, there's a chance to get a lot of points. There's a chance to get less points and the end result, pretty much anybody could win because there's this element of luck and nobody has to worry, Oh, I'm falling behind. And how am I going to catch up on the miles? Or, you know, I-, I didn't find enough good street names. How am I going to find, you know, more, you know, long street names and et cetera. Would that so are talking or... about,
1: for, are you talking about for the challenge or throughout the,
0: for, for no, no, for, for the challenge, how let's suppose it stayed as a three week thing. And, and they may change that. It's like, instead of having points calculated on the name of the street or the name of the town or whatever, just you go do the thing and then you get some random number of points or a card out or a card out of a deck, like in a poker run. And then whoever has the best hand at the end of the thing wins kind of thing.
1: Okay, cool. What would the thing be? Uh,
0: What, which thing? The
1: The challenge for the week.
0: Oh, oh, I don't know. Find a barn, you know, find a waterfall state park. Okay. I, like, I like Jerry's idea. Like, I, I think it would be really cool. Like meet up with someone from another team.
1: Like, and
0: that, I mean, in terms of, you know, wanting to like get cooperation across or pollination or whatever, you know, that would be really cool. You know, go meet Chris Comley over and <laughs> wherever.
4: <laughs> I still think okay. should be some sort of acknowledgement, like for mileage though, even if it's just completely for random sure. as far as points go, the you know, it still shows point. the amount of effort. Sure. that someone is willing to put in and, you know, how far they're willing to go for it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you there, could just there, you go around the block and it's, it's not so much of a challenge at that point.
1: Yeah. yeah there, there there already is, but I think we should do it every week. Right. Every week challenge, every week mileage, and then uh, the end mileage. Mm.
2: Yeah. But to Gina's point, I think that's good because even if you, did, if you did a random thing and you could try to level a playing field and put a sense of mystery in it, you know, you don't know. But for people that really want to try to get a little edge, you give them that ability through mileage, which is makes them ride, right? So that's yeah. kind of the the, yeah. the X factor in the whole thing. All
1: right. Plus, it gives the incentive for Chris and Gina to ride to Gettysburg, right?
2: <laughs> On the interstate. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
4: Oh, and th- just do it in December too. That would just make it perfect for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> December, Hawaii. Yeah. December in Hawaii. You guys don't ride in the middle of the winter? Come on. Oh, I I yeah. do.
0: She's not big on it, but
4: yeah, I, think I'm, I'm, I went I'm out the... Christmas Day one time, but I think it was like some fluke for Christmas Day that it was you know yeah. fifty five nice, degrees nice or something. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's why we keep the bikes on the road, like we don't winterize them because yeah. there, there was enough warm days that you know gina wanted to ride so we'd ride together and then you know i invested in the heated gear and whatever so like i'll go ride in 30 degree weather uh not, not. although it's it's kind of funny this last winter not, not so much it was like i'd go outside it's like yeah it's kind of cold. I'm going to go do something else <laughs> <laughs> but, i think 40
4: been... is my limit I, I really can't see me out there below 40 Forty-five, yeah. Yeah.
0: 30
2: I'll do, but not for long.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even 40, like it's funny, like the, I think it was the first week of the challenge. When I went down to Jersey, it was kind of pretty cool that weekend. So I think I left. It was like 40 degrees in, uh, in the morning. And then uh, this was like out of curiosity, I looked at a windchill chart and like it's 60 miles an hour. It's like effectively 25 degrees. Mm-hmm. So and that, that's if you're doing 60 miles an hour. So <laughs> you know, it just yeah. gets worse from there.
1: Yeah, the the coldest I've done is 19 degrees, going up to uh, up to uh, Tahoe to go skiing. So I went up there on the bike to go skiing.
0: Oh, nice, no, no. that's, <laughs> that's, like, oh that's that's very like, cool. That's very
1: cool. With it.
0: Did did you carry the skis on the bike, or you someone else had the skis? Or you
1: <laughs> no, I I rented them when I got it there, okay. but I did ride yeah. my my uh, arrow stitch so.
0: Yeah, I skipped in my arrow stitch. So oh. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, you probably saw Brian, right? Brian, uh, Greg White is doing that Greg's ride to the races thing. Yep, you've been right. He's on the, on the the multi and he actually he showed a video. He originally had it set up where he was going to carry his boat case, like right. on, on the back of the motorcycle. It was kind of kind of interesting. So you could you could put like a ski rack or something on the back. Sure, guys. <laughs> you've seen the bike racks, right? There. Yeah, I mean, of- I've seen guys with surfboards. You know. Um, yeah. 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 yeah
1: there's a there's a picture of a guy on a gsa with a deer on the top case
0: Oh, jeez, wow! A small, how many point deer
1: <laughs> it was big it's like a 10 point and then he's got his i think he shot it with a bow up in michigan but that's wow. up on, you'll, you can if you look at you'll find it but that's that's crazy
0: yeah that's crazy all right cool so uh i guess we could wrap it down we're about an hour into it um any f- less comments or anything regarding rules, MPC, other than that, we had a ton of fun and we'd like yeah, to do it again. You know,
3: I just want to say thanks for inviting me to do it. I oh, probably my pleasure. Would have, I wouldn't have jumped probably without you asking uh, to do it. And, you know, it, it, I know it was a lot of work. You have some expense involved there and, you know, it, it just, once you kind of decide you're going to do it, it's kind of like, well, now I got to rally the, the troops, you yeah. know? And I, I think you did a great job of doing that. I just want to say thanks for including me and, oh, thank you. Yeah. you know, uh, inviting me to do it because it was, Absolutely. you know, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just a different kind of experience in, you know, in life. Some are better, some are worse. Some are in the middle, some artists and that. Yeah. And it was, it was nice bonding with the crew here. And uh
0: yeah, it was interesting. It. And, and you could blame it on G four too, because, you know, last, actually last, not last year, but the prior, right. 2019, the one, the last time they ran the challenge, I thought of doing it under my podcast and then I forget exactly the reasoning, but I ended up doing it under throttled, um, which was cool, which was great. Um, but then this year, I was like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to do it. But I'm like, no, yeah, I'm not really doing much with the podcast recently. And I don't know. What I have, but G4 reached out to me. He's like, hey, so are you going to do a team so we can do the MPC? <laughs> so I was like, hmm, OK, maybe Well, there's some interest there. And then it was just a matter of you know reaching out to all of you guys, you know, people who supported the podcast in one way or the other or as a guest or financially or through, you know, other contributions and whatever. Um, So it was good. I mean, it was cool. We had 10 10 of us to start. Yeah, I think three didn't really get a chance to participate, but I I think we ended up with a great team. So, I mean, I definitely appreciate everyone's participation. Uh, You know, the money for the database does something I just decided. Whatever. I I just want the best chance at this we can get, but whatever, no big deal. But uh, yeah, I had had a ton of fun. You know, it was was fun putting the little spreadsheets together and everything.
1: So, and for me, I'll say, first of all, Thanks to have John Del Vecchio. I remember listening to his early podcast when he's on the Weistrom doing his uh, butt burner gold fifteen hundred, and he failed. Like I was like, I'm going to do it. Anyway. So, <laughs> and if you any of you guys haven't listened to his podcast, they're still they're pretty good. Like, well,
3: so. those are pretty old podcasts, and I listen yep. to them, and the the sound quality is just terrible. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I mean the, the the point the point still gets across right and what yeah. you're doing now with your uh, yeah. with yeah. your
0: cornering confidence with
1: your and awesome. confidence yeah. and your your driving stuff so it's it doesn't go without
3: acknowledgement yeah. right right yeah like, but those those are really those are really uh, good rides I I mean I kind of took I got off that train you know of the of the the iron butt stuff you know after a while I mean I did three rides. You know, I did, I mean, I did, my first saddle sore was on a Suzuki Savage 650. Right, right. Like a 90 mile range on the tank. And it was, as a matter of fact, it's just an interesting thing you say about that. And I think it was 03 or 04, I did my first saddle sore on that Suzuki Savage because I was like in a group online and someone said they did. I said, oh, what's this? I ended up doing a combination with the, uh, the AMA had a challenge go to the smallest zip code in each in three states. So I chose Teterboro, New Jersey, uh, Farmington, Delaware, and uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. And I'm going back to Centralia like I think next week. It's like a ghost town. You got to check it out. But um, I never thought I'd ever be back in Delaware again. And Danny Walker's uh, Super Camp uh, is – literally a half a mile from the picture that I, that I took that I had to take in Farmington, Delaware. And it was just, I couldn't believe that like I was back there again. Cause to get down to, you know, to the, to the middle of Delaware, it's not easy. You got to be going there. You're not like passing through. So I thought that was really kind of full circle. That was like 17 years ago or something like that. So um, I, I saw a lot of great stuff on those rides. And Brian, if you're doing like, your iron butt things, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's like. Yeah, so so it, it's, it's kind of funny after
1: listening to your failure of the butt burning gold 1500. I had no idea about the IBA. So I was, my first thing was going to be a butt burning gold, even though I didn't even read that it doesn't qualify because you haven't done the initial one. So I was going to go <laughs> to Wyoming. I got to Nevada, I got to Tahoe, and it was pouring rain like sleet. And uh, what do you do? You can't stop. There's no place yeah. to stop. So it was sleet and hail. And then I got into Reno, it dried out, and then halfway across Nevada, it was pouring pouring down so much that the freeway was shut down. I was just defeated, right? So, like, I rode back Highway 50, it was pitch black, didn't have any auxiliary lights, almost hit a deer, crashed the bike in deep gravel on Highway <laughs> 50, right? So I did 1,033 miles in 22 hours, which which is okay, but, like, all the stuff that went wrong, it was like, man, this is ridiculous, you know? Just Poor planning, poor
3: thinking things out. But I mean, this j- just to put things in perspective, the first saddle store I did on that Savage, I did with MapQuest maps printed in my map case. So you want to talk about getting lost. I mean, you, if you remember the MapQuest days, right? You, if you got off of that route, if you missed that turn, there was no recalculation. You had a somehow backtrack yourself and you could get 30 miles down a road before you realized the trouble you were in. And it was a real adventure. I think I started at like three in the morning and got home about, I don't know, maybe a one or so in the morning. I can't really remember, but it took me like 18 hours. So maybe it wasn't that late, but, but I'm, it was a great adventure. And I, I was kind of a new rider at the time. And I didn't really have a lot of local riding buddies, and so it was a lot of this stuff through the internet and, and this, you know, the forum things, and 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 that's kind of what got me into that. I just wanted to put miles on, and it was, of course, then I got a GPS five. I don't know if you remember the first GPSs that recalculated was like this little tiny screen, like the size of a matchbook almost, and um and so now here we are with you know, the the best computers you know, right on our dashboard for navigation. So, but but you, you know, once, once you do that
1: kind of thing. So I did the butt burning Gold 1500 the next, next year, not a problem. And then last year I went out during the COVID lockdown, people talking about you can't cross state lines. So I was like, that's nonsense. So I just, I just went out and did 1800 miles in 24 hours and then finished up the 200 for the next day for the saddle sore 2000 gold so and that was actually pretty easy, you know. It's just yeah. it's just getting your mind over it. The whole deal is get on the bike, keep keep the thing moving. Yeah. That's it, you know.
3: Even with the not non-a- not auxiliary tank and I'm doing 180 mm-hmm. miles per per fuel load, you know. Yeah. So well, for entertainment, I know we got to get going here, but, but for entertainment on that first one with the Savage, I had like a a little CD player that burned MP3s. I thought I was living mm. because I had like yep. maybe 200 <laughs> songs. songs <laughs> And, and, you know, that was, that was it. I mean, there was no other, that was it, that was the entertainment. And of course I would have to turn it off all the time because I was reading these map quest directions, getting lost everywhere. But, but man, was that, was that a fond experience looking back? But, But you know, that's, that's funny. Like
1: I download all these books on tape and all these podcasts with all these plans of doing it. And after 12 hours in the seat, you're just like, I'm tired of listening to anything. Just turn yeah. everything off. You can just listen to, <laughs> listen to yeah, ambient stuff. So yeah, for, for 12 yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's cool. Good
0: stuff. I, actually, I, I guess we'll have to do another episode. Maybe you guys, we should do one. Cause I, I really, I'm, I'm not up on long distance riding and stuff. So that's, that's an area I need to learn about. So maybe we'll have to do an episode on that. But
3: uh, you can sure see a lot of stuff <clears> in a small amount of time. You know, we could talk about that. We could do an episode on that sometime because there's a way of doing. See, see, a lot of people, and I'll leave with that. I, I could talk about this, you know, I guess longer, but um, the I think the best ride that the Iron Butt Association has is the Saddle Saddlesore 1000 because you can string a bunch of awesome places into that. Whereas if you're trying to do like some of these longer rides, you just have to do it on a slab oh,
0: pound the miles. But, but
1: you can also with the saddle sore 1000, you can actually plan a destination, get a hotel room, sleep the night and come back and still, still have enough time to do it.
3: You can, huh? Yeah. I never heard anybody doing that, but they do that, huh? Yeah. People,
1: uh, the coast to coast 50 people do it all the time. Cool. So from, uh, San Diego to Jacksonville is what it's like. 2200 miles so people will stop in like uh, just on the other side of Houston and sleep for eight hours and have enough time to actually complete really? it. Really
3: get it done. Yep. yep. Wow. Sleep. I like that idea. But see <laughs> if you make it if you make it like so that it's not all slab, then you can get some really cool places. Like you have to look into Centralia, Pennsylvania. It's a it's a ghost town where um, in the 1960s a, a coal vein caught fire in a in a garbage dump. And the Memorial Day weekend of all things coming up, they, they this fire started, and they could have they could have excavated out the, the to stop the fire, but they took off because of the weekend. The coal vein just kept growing, and it, it burned right. the, the whole town. And um, over the years, I've been going back there since I did this. I didn't even know it was a ghost town the first time I went through. It was just the smallest zip code in Pennsylvania at the time for this AMA thing, and. Over the years, since then, I've seen it uh, really go from at least something where someone took care of the town. This guy was squatting in a, his parents' house until they finally kicked him out. But he used to mow the lawns, and they had a, like this Veterans Memorial that was really beautiful. Um, and now it's really just empty streets. So it's kind of an interesting place to go and just kind of see what, what a modern-day ghost town looks like. And I, I discovered it on that ride. So.
1: So, so one more thing before I get out of here, any of you guys that want to come out to California, you guys, you can come here, stay here for free. I've got an extra bike for you. You can ride the XR. So I want to put that offer out to you guys.
3: Awesome. Oh, thank okay. you. Let's book our tickets <laughs> now. <laughs> good. All right. Nah, guys, that, thanks, that's awesome. Really. That's
0: awesome, Brian. All right, John. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being on the team. And uh, I will, I will see you online and whatnot. Brian, any uh, any final words or sign-off?
1: Nope, that's it. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed being with you.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it was great to have you on the team.
1: I could, uh, I could take you a little, trip, a little show around the garage if you want. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Here's all the pictures up here, the posters from racing. Nice. Uh, the XR, the GS, the RM85. Here's some old... We're racing trophies from the 2000, 2001. This is all newer stuff. 2017, 2018 go-kart racing. Oh, nice. The uh, supermotive stuff. Tire rack. and Some photos from back in 2000, 2001 racing the EX500. And then there's the, all the Iron Butt certificates. Oh, cool. Truck driving awards. And then uh,
0: that's about it. Yeah, you, should, you, should get, nice. you should get like bonus points like <laughs> that would have been cool you could have done a video yeah video the garage that'd be <laughs> awesome <laughs> all right brian well thanks for being a part of the team it was uh awesome having Enjoy you, having you on board jerry uh any last words
2: no i just want to thank you like everyone else you were a great oh, captain my you, you definitely my uh put a lot of time and effort to, to help us succeed and uh i know i know trying to get your own rides in and then helping all of us um so i'm really appreciative that you asked me and you know it's first time i've done anything like this and it's just so much fun to be on the team with all of you guys and with so much more experience but it motivates me and it's one of the greatest things that i find about motorcycling is the people you meet and the friendships you build and um i wouldn't have missed this for the world you know so i i i I enjoyed it i can't wait to, to do it again to be honest
0: Good. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll have to we'll have to figure out uh, a time for for Gina to and I to come meet you oh, and we'll, yeah. we'll do a ride or something like that. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, That'd be great. Absolutely. Gina, any uh, parting words?
4: Um, well, just thanks for all your effort and, you know, putting together your spreadsheets and the rest of that and for being willing to be my stalker throughout the uh...
0: <laughs> That was that was that was always funny. I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. I mean, I went the one time without, but, you know, yeah. even the last week you came with me, you know, and did all the streets with me and we had, you know, just a nice day, went out to eat and did all that. So yeah. it was fun, even though you went out and got, you know, your higher point streets later. Yeah. Um, but even everybody, it was just, you know, like you said, it's it's nice to be part of something that's going across the States and across to different places and different yeah. people. You know, like I did the women writers world relay, uh, the ripple relay, the ripple, Relay part of it. I couldn't do the the world relay, but that I mean, I'm still connected to so many people across Facebook from that, and like you said, you know, participating with people who are doing the same thing in different states, and it's it just it expands your energy. I guess I don't know how else to communicate it, but. It's. I just like being part of it, and you know, being part of this group where everybody is and and what we're doing at the same time and having fun doing it. And I look forward to meeting everybody at some point in time and
2: mm. learning
4: from them. Like I said, my skills definitely need work, Brian. I would love to, you know, go
1: out on a highway with you if you want to help me with that. And I plan on that. Yeah, uh, come out. I mean, you know, I'm a Smith driving instructor for big trucks, and that translates huh. to motorcycles, believe it or not. Like, like I worked with Larry a little bit, and I'm like okay, how far are you looking down the road? He's like, the car in front of me. And I was like, no, no, no. You need like 15 <laughs> seconds down the road. Well, how can I if there's a car in front of you? And I was like, if the car is that close, back off. You know, it yeah. should be four seconds between the car in front of you so you can look down the freeway, right? And you can catch that car out of your peripheral. And he's like, well, this is just weird. And I'm like, I know it's weird because you're driving you're driving behind the guy in front of you and you're looking at him. Like this is, that to me, that's a scary concept of, of relying on the person in front of me to navigate for me. It's so you can back off and actually look 15 seconds down mm-hmm. the road. And that's the great thing about living in California where you are splitting lanes, right? You're not, you're not committed to a lane and you're looking 15 seconds down the road between the lanes. Right. So, but again, all this stuff, you know, and I, I would love, I love to help people out with their, their driving riding, you know, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's, that's well,
0: nice.
4: I appreciate that. And I definitely am going to be, you know, Looking into uh, to John's corner confidence as well, and because that that's my weakest areas is, is my also, my cornering.
1: So also a Smith driving mm-hmm. class, right? Because they'll t- they'll teach you the Smith system, which, which will actually work on your motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. Four okay. second following distance, looking fifteen seconds down the road, scanning your mirrors every five to eight seconds. This is what you got to do on your motorcycle, anyways, right? Right and right. So all that is it's space cushion driving. Right. So when, when people when I drive and I'm demonstrating driving, people are like, well, there's a big space in front of you. Somebody's gonna cut in there. Okay, well, that's fine. I'll back off a little bit more. Well, eventually we'll be going backwards. Okay, you count how many vehicles get in front of me, and then we we'll, at the end of the day, we'll figure it out. And it comes up to about 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a lot, a lot relaxed, more relaxing driving, having that space cushion in front of you. Right. Mm-hmm. You're you're still going the same speed. It's not speed that's the problem, it's space. Space yeah. is the problem. You know, and motorcyclists believe that they can stop faster than cars. That's completely not true. You have a lot less contact patch per weight, right? Yeah. So you have a lot less stopping capability than a car. But people drive one second, like, on the bumper, right? You you don't see on the interstate, you don't see two cars crash. It's usually three or four, right? Yeah. Because people are following too close. Right. right. I mean, I live in California. The driving conditions are perfect every day. And there's multiple crashes, multiple fatalities every day out on the roads because people are too damn close.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep,
1: yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, cool.
0: I'll have to check that out.
4: Like I said, it was fun with everybody, and I look forward to seeing everybody again next year and having more fun. Good.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you to everyone on the team. I had a ton of fun. It was uh, it was fun being the team captain and uh, seeing everybody out there riding and posting photos and whatever. So thank you for that and. uh, Hopefully we'll do this again next year hope to have everybody back on the team. Uh, and also I want to give a thank, thank you to Richard Warfield Jr and John Maracle, you know MPC's, RDB Studios who make this whole MPC thing possible. So greatly appreciated. And uh, anyone that wants to contact me, just uh, email me at soyouwantaride at yahoo.com or just go to my website, soyouwantarideamotorcycle.com. Uh, I don't know if this episode's going to go out in time for this to even matter, but uh, this Wednesday I'm going to have Greg White from Greg's Garage oh. TV. Uh, and he's also uh, one, of the, one of the main TV announcers for Moto America. So I'm going to have him as a guest. We're going to be doing a Facebook Live. So definitely tune in and check that out. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, and just remember, whatever you do, it's always time to ride good night everybody